Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Welcome to a B-movie edition of Hot Takes. I'm Elijah West. With me, as always, is Brother Bishki. Be yourself. <laughs> we got Brother Lucas in the back. Uh, I was going to think of a B <laughs> catchphrase. Uh, let me think here. Be all you can be. There you go. Brother Justin, what do you got? To be or not to be, keeper. <laughs> there it is. Oh my well, God! <laughs> not not the bees as well as well. Not, no, not the bees. We bee kept with the beekeeper tonight. And Which was a bee picture. <laughs> it was a bee picture. Take that, American fiction. It's, <laughs> it stars Jason Statham. Stingham. Now, I. Didn't really have faith in Jason Statham as a standalone action hero. He's always come packaged with a bunch of expendables and a bunch of bros. I don't know if I'd ever seen him be just the guy in a movie before, but I did hear a rumor that, Justin, you did some research for this. I did. Uh, I wanted to revisit one of his action franchises, so I started watching the Transporter movies, <laughs> and I had to get a free trial week of stars to Look do at this. so. Look at this. Uh, which Oof. I successfully canceled before I was charged. Nice work. So nice. no need to dip into that sweet Venmo we got. <laughs> uh, and midway through the Transporter 3... I realized I meant to start watching The Mechanic. Mm. Oh, shit. Not that's The another, Transporter. That's another franchise. Mm. So I started that one. Did you come to completion with either of these franchises? Uh, I watched, well, I watched all the Statham Transporter movies. <laughs> I think they did, like, the Transporter Reloaded they or swapped some bullshit him out. with, like, another <laughs> Euro Dude Bro. <laughs> They're definitely Euro Dude Bro action movies. They're yeah. like English and French, produced by Luc Besson and, sure, and the sure. like. And they're fun. He's kind of one note. Right. And that one note is fine. It's <laughs> stoic and kick-ass and English. He so only I'm like, really All right. does franchises. He's got the Crank franchise. He's got oh, the Expendables oh, I franchise. I Crank. What you other franchises am I missing here? I, enjo Blitz or I enjoyed Crank back in the day and Crank 2 re Recranked, and then all guy Ritchie's too movies. high voltage. Cr yes, high voltage. Sorry, how how could I forget? But what's interesting about all these aforementioned films is you would think they would go straight to DVD streaming, Redbox Entertainment, but I think these were all theatrical releases. Am I yeah. wrong? I, I think he's big in Europe. Yeah, he's international. He is he carry? He just tells his agents he's like, I want. Movies like Mark Wahlberg and Fetus. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. Jack it in. 
Well, we came here to face him tonight as the beekeeper. And yes, it is discount night. Discount night. Discount night at the six. At the six. We're the Burbank we're, six. Where whole families bring like blankets to have a sleep sleepover. I was going to mention that. People were fucking bringing blankets. The couple next to me was full like living room snuggle horizontal. Like they were fucking mm. laid out. And people were in their pajamas. Discount night is a whole subculture. And they care not for Nicole Kidman. No. It was dead silent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what, man? At this point, I'm with him. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we need a new one. We need fresh. It's, it's I'm just. I'm, fresh terif- I'm terrified of what's coming. It's going to be bad, and we're going to have it for and like four years because I know like it's, the next president. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm cheering for four more years of this kid because the next whatever that comes next. And it's going to last for a long time. <laughs> yes. You're not going to like it. It's so. not going to be good. <laughs> now, are you saying the current one uh, is problematic because she's too old? Is that what you're saying? We need younger people in office? <laughs> right, oh, man. I mean, in promos? You know how they're going to fuck it up. I'll tell you how they're going to fuck it up right now. I got, I got two words for you. All right. AI. Oh, shit. She's not even going to show up for this one. I got one word for you. Comedy. They're, <laughs> they're going to try to be fun. They're going to be too self-aware. They're going to be very self-aware. They're going to deep fake Nicole Kidman onto a bunch of clips or something. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Which Ooh. brings us back to this movie. Oh, wait, no, no. I, I, they're going to they're gonna do a Barbie-inspired ad. Guaranteed. Mm. It's going to be like Nicole Kidman like in the Barbie-verse That's ad, rough. I bet. Let's talk about something much, much happier our Venmo sponsors for this evening are Sister Kathy and the Lodge Father himself. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sister Kathy, <laughs> we, Lodge Father. We did buy some concessions. We I got, did. I got a nachos that was premium. I also got a nachos that I, was premium. They sounded pretty crunchy. I could, I could hear the crunch <laughs> on either side of me. And, uh, yeah, so we thank you so much. Our Venmo um, is at Movie Lodgecast. Donations have been rolling in all winter break, so we thank you so much. And we're going to get to each and every one of you, yeah, no matter what. We will shout you out. And uh, the Lodge Father has also submitted his review of The Beekeeper. I have not listened to it, mm. but that will be later mm. in the episode. And uh, <laughs> I think I can probably guess his bones. But we saw it for ourselves in the opening credits. Whoa, hold on. Pause, time out. We forgot to record the schnapps. Lodgemaster, can you please have actor Edward Furlong summon me to record the schnapps? Brother Biz... Brizchick? Brizchicky? Brizchicky? Bizchicky? No, Biz, there's no heart. Brother Bizchicky? <laughs> What's that schnapps? Thanks, Edward. From Rotten Tomatoes. In The Beekeeper, one man's brutal campaign for vengeance takes on national stakes after he is revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as, quote, beekeepers, unquote. Period. The credits are over. <laughs> Some old periodicals. It said, like, the, sh- the secret of Egyptian bees. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the, the seven opening credits. Oh my like, god! Like he's like a serial killer beekeeper, where yes. he's like murdering people with his like hives for yes. centuries. I was very happy when I saw like all of these little news clippings about bees that the credits were over. I'm like, okay, something funny, intentional or not, is going to happen here. Guys, did the Africanized killer bees ever get here? Oh, I don't know. Mm, I remember that. I remember they were being on worried their way. About that. Yeah. Well, there are bee factoids and metaphors slathered all over this mm-hmm. movie. Oof. Like so much honey. It's it's strange because I think Statham probably does skew a little older in at least the American demographic. Like people who go to Expendables movies are probably people who understand who most of the people in it are and therefore a little bit older. This movie is custom made for that demo. Yeah. Because we get Felicia Rashad, sweet Felicia, and she is getting scammed online. In real time. (laughs) Yeah, in fucking real. They take us through her whole plight. She lives in this country house. Statham is her studly beekeeper. And they have a little bit of dialogue together at the beginning. And I I sensed a little sexual tension there. I liked it. I knew I wasn't going to get what I wanted from that. But when she was like, why don't you come up to the house and let me feed you? I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, you bring Felicia Rosad some honey. <laughs> yes. And uh, we intercut him tending to the bees As if Statham in this movie, as far as we know at that point, wouldn't also get scammed, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they're they're treating it like he could save her, but he's out. He's out in the pasture. And this fucking scam phone bank, they're creating these as like a hybrid between like a nightclub and a game show. (laughs) Yeah, they're like tech bros with too much money. There's giant screens. There's neon light everywhere. There's like... It felt like Boiler Room, (laughs) Wolf of Wall Street meets like Bangkok Strip Club. Meets like Virtuosity. There's a huge screen where like a score comes up where they're like, okay, we got a live one here. Let's pull out our best moves. Now, I don't know if you guys notice me aggressively trying to point out decor in these offices. (laughs) But they had a life-size T-800 Terminator endoskeleton. I was wondering what you were pointing at. That was beautiful. You didn't see that? That was great. I didn't see that. That was later. Jealous. So she gets scammed. She gets all her accounts drained. And Statham, meanwhile, is outside prepping a jar of honey for sweet Felicia. And let me tell you, when this audience under their cozy blanket saw that honey get poured, mm. you just heard this, oh. So good. <laughs> people loved people loved seeing that honey get poured. And uh, so he goes he goes for dinner with her, but she did. And she shot herself. <laughs> she shot herself, which I thought for sure was foul play. Maybe she had like a life insurance policy that they needed to cash, so they went and killed her or something. But no, she really did just kill herself from the shame of getting scammed, which is pretty dark. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what the what we were in for no. in terms of there's no how could you know in terms of kind of action comedy right until yeah then the the, the coming scenes kind of brought it into focus <laughs> but that like that where she's just like fucking shot herself 
But I that's wanna, wild. I want to know what the writing meeting was like where they're brainstorming and they're like, hey, we need to make our own John Wick. Right. What kicks off John Wick? Somebody uh, <laughs> kills a puppy. <laughs> right. How do we one-up that? They like, kill what Claire if Huxtable. <laughs> what if Claire Huxtable kills herself? They're like, damn it, you've done it. From shame. Kurt, you've done it. <laughs> so that's when her daughter comes out of the scene as an FBI agent. And she gives a pretty wild performance in this. It feels to me like somebody won a contest. Oh, you know? Yeah. like, <laughs> Dude, do you know that bees like go places? And can we get another coffee cup in the scene? Can we, can we get props in here with a more to-go coffee cups? Because I don't think we have enough coffee cups in all our scenes. Now, canonically, did she get her Harvard shirt at a thrift store? I, I There's... <laughs> Her whole character is funny. Like she'll she'll go to work in like super ripped up jeans. I think to show that she's like irreverent, but it just looks funny, especially when she's carrying a giant gun. Yeah. And like you said, unfortunately, with her let's say limited acting ability, has to deliver most of the B information in this. Mm -hmm. Which is it only gets funnier the more it kind of stacks up. Yeah, no, if Statham's kind of the perfect match for this action parody, I want to call it. Yeah. Their kind of SNL sketch scenes with the yeah. FBI yeah. are sort of the not working very well right. for me, like, right. side of the movie. But to me, if you're on board with this, which you can already hear Lucas probably is completely not. But what? If, if, yeah. if you, like, give this movie some slack, the badness of the comedy kind of adds to it. It's like if you watch Purple Rain, the comedy in that is terrible, but that's part of the charm. But it's still four bones. It's, but it's still four bones no matter what. You heard it here first, folks. This is Jason Statham's Purple Rain. <laughs> and just hearing him deliver some lines like... Hurting an old person is like hurting a child, but a child has parents. Older people must face the hornets alone <laughs> with a completely straight face. Like that is fucking hilarious. And to the me. hive, the hive metaphor got completely lost halfway through the movie. Oh my god! Because when he was saying it early I have on, to protect the hive. It seemed like the hive meant people, right? And then later, He's it was killing the government. The, go <laughs> the meaning of the hive mutates throughout the movie. But he gets this fucking look for the center part of the movie where he's wearing this dorky ass blue baseball cap, non-denominational cap. There's nothing on it. And it sits atop his head so awkwardly that I have to believe it's just to make him look taller because Statham is a short king. Yeah. Like everybody's taller than Statham on, on screen. So he has this giant fucking baseball cap. that's <laughs> just making him seem a little taller. Yeah. He was more like the construction worker as opposed to the beekeeper. Cause he just looked like he walked off a job site, yeah. you know, with his card hard jacket and his <laughs> nondescript black mesh, clean, brand new off the rack trucker hat. Right. Why wasn't it is he crisp? Why, so why crisp. wasn't he not wearing his beekeeper outfit? I don't understand. Like the why, beekeeper why, why, outfit was cool. Why didn't mm -hmm. he, yeah. Use beekeeper. More it was like a attacks. it was I like a didn't understand. silver fencing outfit, yeah, and yeah, and why didn't he use bees more in in his trade? Ugh. 
a missed yeah, opportunity they, there. they talk about bees enough like he, sh- he should have used some honey to do something like, he should yeah. be able to he should have like proprietary like bee controlling methods you know where he can kind of like the dude with the arrow that flies around in guardians of the galaxy like he should be able to like sick bees on people yeah anyway that'll be for the sequel he did get to do his signature move, which he also did in Expend for Bulls, which is <laughs> casually walk up to a group of dudes yeah. who are talking about him. Yes. <laughs> Nonchalantly. Yes. And just beat the and shit out of all of them. And he, again, he doesn't engage them first, which would be much better. If he's like, oh, yeah, that guy, that guy, I bet I could take him. You could take him. We could all take him wrong you know yeah like, he should he should interact with them if they're talking about his his lore but i digress he blows up the first call center just blows it up they say that he only killed four people in there but like that whole building blew up there's janitors in there that don't know what the fuck is going on you know he like, did tell the receptionist to evacuate the building but think about Think about if there was a break room, you know, for janitors. I don't know. That's did, Beekeeper did, 2, <laughs> Janitor's Revenge. Right, the janitor comes after the beekeeper. The Digifire explosion didn't make me feel it really blew up. So no, it was, yeah. it was Digi. <laughs> Digi. Digi don't hurt. Hey, David Ayer does not get Christopher Nolan building no. blow up money. Yeah. No. So we are introduced to Josh Hutcherson from... Hunger Games fame as Oof. kind of the big bad guy. Lucas, you didn't like him? Tech bro? Not tech tech bro bad guy? Oh, tech bro satire? We see him on a roller, on skateboard. a skateboard, just rolling through the office. You didn't like that guy? Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a bigger star for his kind of guardian, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy's Iron. Jeremy's Iron. Shows up. And... Now, his stock may have fallen over the years. I mean, he's got peaks and valleys, just like Nicolas Cage, but he's in a lot of shit, too. But when Jeremy Irons walks on onto the scene, I still have hushed reverence for him. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. That's, he, that's he, Jeremy Irons. He can deliver these B-based lines. Oh, it's so like, good. Perfectly. It's so good. I don't Another. know if you guys heard this, but when we were walking out to... Gen Z girls yes. behind us. They were talking irons. Said one of the girls said, and I quote, Well, I know who Jeremy Irons is. <laughs> and it just put a big fucking smile on my yeah. face. Yeah. I'm like, fucking I right, you do. She's <laughs> like, she's like, I know who he is, but I it I, it didn't click that it was him until the very end. And I'm like, Well, you were looking for him. Well, it's better than not. It's yeah. better than not seeing him at all. So during during this movie up until this point, I was sitting next to LT. LT was between Justin and myself as kind of the ice cold buffer <laughs> trying to ice this movie down. And I kid you not, it was all size. Every breath mm. was... <sighs> 
was like he was fumigating bees with his breath. Just breathing sighs. Yeah, I, I, at a certain point, I had to close my eyes whenever the FBI duo showed up on screen. I just I couldn't, comedy? Could not couldn't handle the comedy. Look at them anymore, or like listen to them talk. It was it was like I've I've seen like more intense episodes of Criminal Minds with, oh, sure. with Manny Patinkin. You know, like it, it's just uh, it was definitely on the level of Criminal Minds beyond TV pilot presentation that never got picked up yeah. like aesthetic i mean this was painful <laughs> from the opening credits on and and, and it just got worse csi beekeeping and i feel like yeah it was it was uh undersold with statham like i it was just way too much fbi shit like it, this was just a tough watch so a group of mandos goes after statham on his own turf they shoot his bees and they show a swarm of bees kind of like kick up from getting shot. And that's when I really thought there was going to be more bee swarming activity. But that's kind of the last you see of the bees. Like, yeah. That's it. This is where you kind of understand where the movie's going as far as the gore and violence level. Because he turns on all these power tools and he like impales somebody's neck with a gun barrel he's like a super caffeinated michael myers at this point just fucking gruesomely dispatching these guys and for my money i want that i want some fucking gore in, in my silly action movie why not yeah the action scenes were well choreographed and violent i like that stuff you and know? i liked how when you got further and further up the chain of these tech bro criminals their shirts got more and more ridiculous. Yes. Oh, I love that shit too. I was on the wavelength of a lot of what this movie was doing to make me smile. Like the, he burns down the barn and you know, he's just off on his rampage. And that's when the FBI or FBI agent hero kind of says under her breath, she's like, ah, I lost my virginity in that barn. <laughs> like yeah, that, did that land? I don't know. It, I mean, be, it landed because it didn't land. Because the audience was dead <laughs> silent during a lot of these jokes, especially the FBI stuff. Yeah, it, and I can't say that I like the, that it didn't land, uh, <laughs> but I like that it tried to land. I mean, I, I let like no the, discount night crowd tell me when or when I can enjoy a goddamn joke. No, and like I when the fingerless that. guy, like he's talking about how bad he fucked up, and then he looks to his left, and there's Statham. No, that was good on the bridge, punching through the window, and he's like, he's trying to talk his way out of it. He's like, you want crypto NFTs? <laughs> like, come yeah. on, man. No, there was good. There was good funny scenes there was a scene at a gas station when another beekeeper oh, we'll get there okay we'll yeah. fucking get okay. there yeah but jeremy irons speaking of jeremy irons one of his doozy lines is with full irons gravitas if a beekeeper is coming for you there's nothing you or i can do about it <laughs> <laughs> like it is so just wackadoodle. You can't take it seriously. It doesn't want you to take it seriously. If John Wick, I mean a beekeeper, <laughs> beekeeper. is coming for you. <laughs> and then Mini Driver just shows up mm. for like... Thankless role. A scene. There must be a term that like agents give you. Like we have to chum the water a little bit just to remind people that you exist. You just pop up in the beekeeper for one scene. Mm -hmm. Like what is that? 
I wonder if it's because the scene before someone uses a minigun, and when they were writing it, they were like, hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. We have you know an idea here. what this here. movie needs? <laughs> Mini driver. <laughs> well, around this time, of course, we find out that beekeeper and beekeeping is code. And this is a John Wick scenario where he's a beekeeper and there's a long line of beekeepers that are a secret program. And to me, that makes it a little less fun. Like once it becomes this, you know, official Wick scenario, I like that he was just a fucking insane beekeeper, you know? Yeah, this is where the movie kind of lost me. Yeah. But if we're going to keep going with the plot, I'll tell you where it won me back over. Continue. Well... I have a salad dragon to announce. The Salad Dragon. A scene in a movie that is so bizarre, baffling, or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission. Or Reese Witherspoon's leafy transformation in A Wrinkle in Time. This is where it all comes together with the minigun and the gas station. There's a new beekeeper because Statham is retired. And the new beekeeper comes to take him out. And speaking of Purple Rain, this looks like a female Prince cosplayer. Who was that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But I was happy she showed up and she had fucking machine guns. And she goes to battle with Statham at this gas station. And he kind of beats the shit out of her. And that's when she whips out this trunk mounted minigun. That she just fucking tears up the whole place with Terminator 2 style. Like, if this movie had, like, five tent poles like that, then we'd be talking. Yeah, yeah. If it kept up in the ante with the people he was going up against like that, like, that was quite a scene. He takes his trusty jar of honey. She's manning the minigun, and he throws it, and it hits her right in the head. And she's, like, confused by the honey. And then he lights her on fire. And then casually cuts off her finger to use later to gain access to a secure building. Lucas, come on, man. This is all dog shit. Ah! <laughs> you guys are crazy. I can't believe you're putting so much time and work into talking about it. Lucas, well, Lucas is mad because I keep taking his pulse. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to to make sure you're Lucas still alive. Was unwatchable. Like, Lucas this, was, this was in, like watching Honey Dry. He was in full George C. <laughs> Scott hardcore mode at this point, just rubbing his face, muttering under his breath. Painful. I, painful as soon as it started, I leaned over. I said, this feels like chat GPT wrote this shit. <laughs> Spit it out for us like piggies at a trough, just feeding a slop. <laughs> just the lowest common denominator. Honey flattest. Flavor. Honey flavored slop, at least. Like most like bloodless rated R movie, just with the, the, the worst acting across the board with everybody. I mean, including, including Statham. Like it was like dyeing his stuff, beard yeah. stubble black, which was distracting. His beard did look a little tra- painted, like spray painted on. esque yeah, dye Good job. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will like go with Lucas. Like it's it's like an SNL skit skit of a action movie stretched over you know hour and 45 minutes oh, and, i could see that and there's and there's peaks and valleys like there's laughs and there's stuff that's just not but some not of the landing. some of the laughs you kind of have to look for like one of my favorite moments was we go to another game show nightclub call center and there's just a video wall of senior citizens on their webcams just kind of sitting there and i just i i 
smiled so wide just thinking of everybody shooting that and then uploading it to some beekeeper server, you know, like all, all these people just, just sitting there in front of their webcams, just like doing nothing. I also really love the crouton in that scene where he kept hitting the guy with the stapler. It's a crouton. Solid crouton. He keeps stapling the mini boss, Statham Staplin. And he gets he gets one of the FBI guys cornered, gets his gun out of his hands, and the guy's like, Oh no, I have four kids. And he's like, Yeah, I know. But what of the entire elevator full of like SWAT team dudes he just massacred? Okay. That's probably dozens of kids. Okay, you gotta pay attention to who he deems worthy of killing and not because right, right. he selectively disarms and doesn't kill all the FBI dudes right but private security if bros private, he takes them the fuck out right he slices mm. them in half with a falling elevator I wasn't paying that much attention to the rules <laughs> well that's why I'm here well and I had to keep thinking if Statham's just killing everybody then Statham's gotta die at the end you know if it it's one of those revenge movies where it's like if there's no rules, then our current moral compass has to kill this guy at the end. Yeah, if you're wearing a Kevlar vest and the beekeeper shoots you in the chest, that means you're okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> you get a pass. Irons says to the boss boy, you kicked the beehive and now we must reap the whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did, what did, I want to see Iron's face when he was reading this script. Like just go yeah, it's interesting that he said yes, but I, I, I haven't paid attention to his filmography, so maybe this is pretty standard. He was in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Ooh, yeah, true. that's true. That's true. I got another crouton. <laughs> Irons keeps pressuring the boy to call his mom to help out. He finally calls his mom. He connects. We see her kind of walking down a hallway. He's like, I need to stay at the beach house. You know, I'm going to bring some tech bros. Is that cool? She's like, fine, no drugs. She hangs up and kind of talks to her assistant. She then turns to meet these foreign dignitaries and her assistant is like, right this way, Madam President. Dun, and, dun, dun. and the music goes. <laughs> so it's more like a salad sting. Like the, the, it, the crouton is for that sting. I would love to see like a test screening where it's like, oh, people didn't get it <laughs> that she's the president of the <laughs> this United is where States. it picked me back up because that spot. Yes. Good. Because when they started talking about all this secret organization shit, I was right. like, this movie had it. It was about a retired, probably retired soldier. Right. SEAL team guy, whatever the fucking British equivalent is. He's retired. He's a beekeeper now, but now he's got one last revenge mission. I'm yes. like, you had me. Yes. Then it got too big. Too big for his Yes. Yes. Then once it got so big that it became clear he was going to try to kill the president of the United yes. States. I'm like, I'm then back, back in. Then we're fucking because back. Because that's audacious enough yes. to get my attention. That's fucking funny. It's funny. Then call it the Secret Service Man, for fuck's sake, and make it about him being like her former Secret Service agent who's getting back at their son. Make it relevant and dramatic and interesting, not a fucking beekeeper that has nothing to do with anything. He's a beekeeper. It was arbitrary. Could have been the fucking elephant trainer. Could have been anything. It was pointless. You guys are all crazy. Our FBI hero then says, in a beehive, there is something known as a queen slayer. 
And at this point, LT basically imploded. <laughs> if you, dear listener, are familiar with the phenomenon of a penis shriveling up when cold, that was LT pulling his hood strings and just folding, <laughs> folding into himself. He couldn't even look. He, his eyes were completely covered by the hood. He was gone, which is too bad because we're at the climax at this fucking party, this like 90s party at the beach house. It's commando. And yeah, and I'm, commando. I'm real worried about the henchman who's an amputee. Ooh, watch <laughs> out. One-legged fucking pirate's going to be Jason Statham. I'm real worried. But they, he's Australian. They, that means he's nuts. They show a couple ice sculpture dragons that they're bringing into the party. And that's that's how I knew we were in the right movie. We got We got literal ice dragons in here. And the mandos that show up in these like bright colored jackets look like they're straight out of a Neo Geo video game. Fucking influencer henchmen. It's great. Also, the party goers are pretty good group of party goers. <laughs> they're for great. The, yeah. We got a guy with like a, one of those crystal ball like labyrinth guys with the <laughs> moving the ball around. We got fire twirlers straight off of Craigslist, Romania or wherever this was. Mm -hmm. And who says to him? To be or not to be, isn't that the bloody question? The, the henchman. Yeah. And then Statham's like, I think I'll take the B. <laughs> 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 and then he fights with the main Mando. Super brutal. All music goes away, and they're just wailing on each other with these brass knuckles, stabbing each other, cutting each other. I was into it at this point. Okay, listen, I don't want to tell you how to run your podcast, but we got to wrap it up because LT is going to start throwing punches. Yeah, he's pissed. <laughs> he's pissed. We'll get there. <laughs> so the climax, he shoots our, our tech bro bad guy and just leaps out the window like Batman, like B-Man. And our hero, our FBI hero has him, has him in her sights and uh, she lowers her gun. And he <laughs> puts on some scuba gear and disappears into the water. I thought he had a jet pack on. I thought, I thought he, he was going to fly I thought he away. Took, I thought he took a knife to the belly. So what's he doing going in the water with an open wound? <laughs> it's very painful, but it takes a long time to die from it. He should have no, slathered some honey on the wound or something. No, like, there's there nothing needed, realistic about this. You, you could do whatever. He could fly off. There needed it. to be more. Neo at the end of the Matrix. Yeah, yes. exactly. There Why needed not? to be way more bee shit and honey shit mixed in. But anyway. <laughs> with like Wu-Tang on the closing credits. Oh, like, should have. Oh, should have. Major motherfuckers. <laughs> On that note, let's go then. Be bones. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. We're gonna start with Brother Bishki. You're first to bone. First to bone. All right. Um, yeah, I didn't know what I was in for. I thought I was just getting a straight. <laughs> action film without with all total statham sincerity right and this is like uh well he's still pretty sincere no no he <laughs> he plays it right because this is an action parody and he plays it totally straight yeah which makes him funny yeah so he gets a bone nice and That's uh a full bone. and then yeah you know parody's tough it's tough to keep up like it t does take really good writing and this it, I, I would say maybe 
maybe a quarter of the jokes were landing. Like, Ooh, it, I, I, I'll take oh, it. That's a quarter bone. <laughs> yeah. So that, so, you know, you, you take a movie like Fatal Instinct or, you know, sure. or any of the parody movies, you know, this, I didn't know that's what I was in for. So it was surprising, but there was some really bad scenes like with the FBI crew and, sure. and the B-talk. Like it's, you can only call him the beekeeper so many times. There were a few, like, few steps over the line with that. Yeah, I'll agree. Before it just doesn't land anymore. But um, for all that, I'll give it another bone. I'm going to give it two. Ooh, Utah, give me two. I felt some of LT's pain at certain points. I was just like, <laughs> I'm not laughing. This is, thinks it's more clever than it is and whatever. Two bones. Two, but two is good enough for me for this B movie. We'll take it and run. Brother Justin, you know you're next. You know, this is unequivocally a John Wick wannabe. There you go. Yeah. And I myself am okay with that mm. because any super successful franchise is going to have imitators. And so your only job really is to separate the good imitators from the shitty imitators. And let me just take this moment to plug Beckman, the Christian John Wick, which yeah. we covered deep. <laughs> Deep in lockdown. Excellent. Or Dave. Peppermint or Mr. Nobody That's or right. uh, Lambo Last Blood. What else am I missing here? Yeah, there's, there's plenty of them. Anyway. So, yeah, it had peaks and valleys for me because I wanted it to be more simple or I wanted it to be way more absurd. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my expectations were kind of, you know, unable to be met, I think, in, in what we were actually working with here. Right. Um. You know what? I think the the answer is for movies like this, it they need to be made like an exquisite corpse. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. One person writes a comedy vehicle for Will Forte, <laughs> and then another person writes a fucking straight humorless action movie. Yes, yes. And then we just combine them. Yeah. Why you not? I mean, why not? I think that will make for much better entertainment in the future. That said, I enjoyed this much more uh, than Brother Lucas, who is going to murder me <laughs> in a couple minutes. Uh, I can't quite go three bones. Mm. That'd be a, a, a little much. But this is a two and a half bone action movie. Could have been worse. Could have been better. Two and a half. That's love and light. That's love and light. All right. Let's go to some stormy weather. For the Lucas. Bumblebee, bumblebee, bumblebee. <laughs> Here he goes. The beekeeper makes the tax collector look like Citizen Kane. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what you're talking about, Brother Bishy, because I saw the trailer for this movie in a theater at least more than once, and it's one of those trailers that shows you every single scene in Ooh, chronological order, including nice. the guy with the missing fingers getting yanked off the bridge. So oh, no. Every twist and turn I, I saw coming with the exception Madam of, President? Of, of the Trump surrogate, <laughs> Manchurian candidate, you know, poor Dollar Tree version Meryl Streep or whatever they were going for there. <laughs> Um, Dollar Streep. But yeah, this isn't parody. This is definitely like a John Wick knockoff. But I think Bishke is like projecting like a Zucker Brothers type parody mm. onto it. Why but I did project? not find any of it funny or amusing. Well, I didn't say it was or, funny or, or entertaining. That's what he's trying for, right? You're projecting. I, I guess I'm projecting. No, you are totally wrong, Bishke. Uh, <laughs> it's a straight 100%. I'm, I'm telling you, you're wrong. And I was. 
really hoping I was going to miss this one when I got sick last week and no. you guys were like no no, no we waited wait. we waited for I was you like, please don't really <laughs> um i was really not looking forward to this because i just knew it was dumb and <laughs> when it started i was like oh my god it's like way worse than i could have possibly imagined like i wasn't even thinking student feature certified oh, i was thinking like you know five-year-old birthday clown certified <laughs> Like, that's how bad it was. Wait, is the clown five years old? Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, you know, maybe if they made this movie, like, if they modeled it after, like, a history of violence, and Mm. Jason Statham is the beekeeper, and he's living a quiet life with Rashida Rashad, and all of a sudden, his past, you know, comes back to haunt him, and he's, like, trying to talk his way out peacefully, and it doesn't quite work that way. So he's got to like go Pompeii on their ass and, and, you know, unleash the bees or whatever. Uh, I could maybe get behind that movie and give yeah. that movie a bone. Or, or if it was oh, like, yeah, shit. Rambo Last Blood. If it was like Master Gardener where the whole Ooh. first act is him and some farm girl and he's teaching her how to be a beekeeper and some bad dudes show up and accidentally kill her and he goes on a kill crazy rampage. Yeah. Maybe I could give that a bone. Oh, shit. Or if he was like a Secret Service agent, like that Clint Eastwood movie, Absolute Power or whatever, and he like witnesses something that Josh Hutcherson does and then he like leaves in disgust, but Hutcherson tries to kill him to like, you know, not have any witnesses and Statham is like, no, I'm coming back to the White House to murder your fucking son. Yeah. And you build it around that. I could give a bone to that. But for this movie, mm. I will give it a woof. Woof. <laughs> what sound do bees make? <laughs> do, be, do bees woof? <laughs> I guess they do. Oh, I mean, boy. No, no wonder all the honeybees are dying with movies like this. You know, that woof was not a twist to this tale. I wish I was on whatever you guys are smoking. I really <laughs> wish I took whatever you guys had before I showed up. It's called marijuana. Yeah. And let me tell you, I had a strong bowl of soup before I came to this movie. <laughs> I love that instead of getting a live rewrite, we got a, this movie should be literally any other movie. <laughs> right. Anything. <laughs> anything else. Or at least put Jason Statham in a bee suit and let him yeah, use yeah, bees yeah. more and I'll be like less grumpy. But right. that was fucking bullshit from top to bottom front to back bee shit listen needs more bees we all just watched a classic movie called jupiter ascending and Mm. in that film Mm. mila kunis who plays the queen of the universe has a strange effect on bees bees love her and someone says bees are genetically engineered to recognize royalty that's correct that's exactly what they say by a character named stinger and as a lodge caster i'm programmed to recognize a solid discount night action yard when i see one i enjoyed this more than the last three john wicks they're bloated beyond all recognition this is i'm not gonna say it's tight but I was fucking on board when that Prince cosplayer showed up with the minigun. I was just like, this is exactly right. I'm sad that all my nacho cheese is gone because it would pair great with the cheese on screen. Listen, I'm not going to go crazy. I also was thinking about three bones, Uh, but I'm not going to do that. Meg Ryan, what happens later, taught me my lesson of getting too high on my own supply. Don't overbone. I'm not going to overbone. But this is a two-bone movie. 
but I'm going to give it a Bumblebee Brother Ben bump to 2.5. It's a Brother Ben bump, y'all. And I feel great about that. Yeah, extra half a bone for Statham on a skateboard underneath a truck. That was very well shot and choreographed. I, I, bought, I bought every second of it. That was not. That was wow. Not, that Eat was your not heart out, Michael Mann. That was not the best scene. It was not the best staged scene. Seeing him, seeing him completely out in the open, just fucking creeping along on that skateboard. Oh, man. But see, that's why I love it. It is bad. But it's my kind of bad. So I think on a discount night, nobody under those blankets was pissed that they spent a discount night amount. Well, I'm very curious to hear what the Lodge Father has to oh say. Oh, my God. And thank problem. you again, Sister Kathy and the Lodge Father, thank for you both funding this strange and wild adventure for us on this discount night. Let's let it rip. Hit it, Lodge Father. Love and light. Love, Love and light. light, I guess. <laughs> your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. I am your lodge father. Greetings to all the worker bees of the lodge hive. I'm calling in to comment on the beekeeper movie. We went, we saw, we did not get stung. What can be more irritating than fishing scammers tricking seniors out of their money. The villains make the mistake of crossing the loved ones of the beekeeper. Jason Statham fans will not be disappointed. Anyone who was ever a victim of a phishing phone scam will be delighted. This is not a movie for little kids. The R rating was earned. Bone count of 2.5. Side note number one. Where did they get all the stuntmen that form a circle and then wait patiently to be bonked by the hero? Side note two, a salute to my little Minnesota buddies, Claire, Emma, and Tucker. Job well done on the Willow Wonka Lodge cast. That episode was informative and profanity free. And now I never ever need to see that movie. Side note number three, May I be the first dues-paying LodgeCast member to demand a formal Lodge review of Abigail, the Ballerina Vampire. This void must be filled. That's all Lodge kids. Listen to your seniors and be true to the hive. Hey, Bumblebee, come on and sting me. When I first met you, I felt a strange sensation.
Lucas, come on, man. This is all dog shit. 